This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Craig Kopp. Reporting the Florida House has handed the governor another win, this time on illegal immigration. When you have more than you need, build a longer table, not a higher fence. Immigrant representatives got passionate about this legislation, but it passed anyway. The Senate is getting down to business on the governor-backed Stop Woke bill. So are you aware that the language of these concepts is nearly identical to those promulgated in an executive order by President Trump on September 20th, 2020? The Senate could vote on that bill today. And another legislator says goodbye. You know, whenever in doubt, I always charge in. Now you know why Brian Avila's nickname is Moose. But first, the Florida House has approved a further crackdown on illegal immigration in the state. Governor Ron DeSantis announced this proposal late last year, claiming that federal immigration policy included late night flights to Jacksonville to relocate people he claims were in the country illegally. Backers of the crackdown, like Republican Melanie Bell, say the bill is about protecting the safety of Floridians and the law. This is about law. This is about our immigration. I've heard debate on both sides, but let's talk about legalization and doing it the right way. I had the opportunity to uh, sit with a uh, lady that actually she's from uh, Korea. She's a Neltec, and she was trying to become an American citizen. I sat with her for two weeks before she opened. I would meet her at her shop, and we would go through all the test questions because she did it the right way. She took the test. She ended up having to take it two times to pass. But how proud she is today that she did it the legal way. And that's all we're asking is that these immigrants that come over, that they go through the process and do it the legal way. I have a photo on my phone Last week, that a constituent sent to me, actually it was in uh, Rep. Tuxa area in Sebring, that a bus, two buses, let out two busloads of illegal immigrants. These people were left, put out on the street, no jobs, no food, no shelter, and they're homeless. We sit on this floor every day and we talk about human trafficking, where do you think these people are going to end up? We're, we're, this is an injustice that we're do, the United States government, the federal government, is doing to these people that are coming over illegal because they have no hope. They're given hope when they're being sent over, but once they get here, there's nothing for them to do. They get into crime. They start driving vehicles drunk. They kill our citizens here. The crime rate has increased with illegal immigrants. Talk to my sheriff, Grady Judd. He gets on TV just about three times a week and talks about another DUI collision, another invasion by an illegal immigrant. We are so blessed to have a daughter here from Lafia. We've had her eight years now. She came over through an orphanage, through orphan outreach. She's been here eight years, and she has not been able to become a, a legal citizen yet. She's been studying. She's been trying to do it the right way. So why should we penalize people that are trying to do it the right way, but we allow people to come in illegally and to live here off of our tax dollars and to keep them here 
a day in and day out, and yet they have no hope. They're on the street. So I ask each and every one of you, I know you have your idealism about, you know, it's wrong how, you know, these immigrants are being treated. But just look at it this way. Please give these people hope and have them come over legal. Have them um, become American citizens so they can be productive citizens for the United States of America. Arguments like that, however, had Democrats like Evan Jenny jumping to their feet to say that the House should be dealing with facts on an issue like this. The anecdotal information you just heard is patently false. Patently false. It is anecdotal and in no way scientifically relevant or statistically relevant to the debate at hand. In fact, the first one of its kind study just done last year in the state of Texas shows that, and I want to be very clear about this, U.S. citizens were twice as likely to be arrested for violent felonies in Texas over the period of nearly a decade. Two and a half times. If we're going to say things on this floor, we need to be certain that they are factual and not opinion. The immigration bill's sponsor, Republican John Snyder, said federal immigration law protects everyone opponents of his legislation say will be hurt by the bill. One specifically says minors, children do not accrue unlawful presence while they are under the age of 18. So the entire debate and the entire premise that somehow this is targeting children or refugees or asylum seekers is fundamentally false. One little sentence It's almost like a little pawn on a checkboard, on a chessboard. But the beautiful thing about chess is that even a pawn in the right position can ultimately bring checkmate. And that is what the words on on these pages do. Lastly, why are we here? We've heard the flights aren't happening in the middle of the night. It doesn't happen in secrecy. Well, quite frankly, it's not true. And we know it's not true because we have the body camera footage to show it. There's an exchange, we don't have time to go into all of it, um, but Sergeant Hombrowski, who was charged with security at the Westchester County Airport in New York, the body tape rolls up where, yes, in the pre-dawn darkness of the tarmac, he approaches the unmarked Boeing 737 cargo plane and approaches the federal contractors and says, what's going on? I'm in charge of security at this airport, and I have no idea who you are. As the footage continues to roll, he gets to a point of exasperation when he says, I'm just trying to figure out who's who and what's what. All the while, the contractors continue, continue to move the individuals uh, from the airport or from the airplane into the bus to be sent throughout our communities. Members, what this bill is simply doing is sending a message to the federal government that we as Floridians deserve to know who's who and what's what. In the closing lines, the contractor finally admits to Sergeant Hombrowski, and I quote, you know why this is a big secret. Look who's in office. Because if this gets out, the government is betraying the American people. For the record, in case you missed it, Snyder said the video he was reading the transcript from was shot in Westchester County, New York. 
Democrat Joseph Geller took issue with the idea of doing it right, coming into the country the legal way, remembering an uncle who lied his way into the country at Ellis Island. Not everybody followed all the rules to get here. You know, watch Gangs of New York. Watch how in our history, and I've said this to you before, the people who got off the last boat we're furious with the people who were coming on the next boat because the guys on the last boat had to fight the people who were already here. And if you're not a Native American, and I guess we've got, you know, one, we partly descended. If you're not, you came from someplace and your people came from someplace. And sometimes they did it right and sometimes, as Rep. Chambliss said, by any means necessary. And if you don't know who said that, go look it up. This fear-mongering, this cultivation of hate for people who are trying to have a better life for themselves and their kids, it's just not right. It's just not American. It's not why we have a Statue of Liberty that doesn't say, I want all the people who follow the rules and I want all the people who are, you know, highly educated. And I want all the people that are going to, you know, come over here with a lot of money and buy their way in. It talks about huddled masses. It talks about wretched refuse. Do we want wretched, wretched refuse? You know what? Yeah. We want people who want to fight for a better life. And I don't care if you're if you came yourself, or if your family's been here 10 generations, or if you're with the daughters of the American Revolution, your people came here because they wanted to be Americans, and they did, as Rep. Chambliss told us, they did what it took. And this bill, this shaming of the other, look, I, I, I'm for good agricultural inspections too. We don't want to do any more damage to our poor citrus industry, for God's sakes, that's true. But you know, it's not these people that have some kind of bug on them that we don't know how to fight and how to battle and how to treat. They're people, they're human beings, including some of our colleagues right here in this chamber. And the, the stuff that this bill says that they've got to do, the, the just the... The night flights, as if our immigration system suddenly broke down when Joe Biden, who is the president, by the way, when he was inaugurated, suddenly the immigration system broke. Suddenly, we haven't had it right in this country in decades. And Democrat Marie Woodson's message was simple but passionate. Immigrants matter. There's a quote that says, when you have more than you need, build a longer table, not a higher fence, not a higher fence. And I know you can build that longer table. I'm not going to cry because what, I, what we're doing here is not right. Because if I did not get a chance, I would not be standing here today in this chamber. I know some nurses, 
some doctors, some teachers, who are asylum seekers. They have TPS. Guess what? They are working. We have a shortage of workers. We are putting rules in place that is going to impact every single one of those people. And we saying we have a shortage of workers? Come on, members, let's get serious. Let's get serious. There are some issues, and you know I'm not someone who stand up here and talk a lot, but some issues that I'm passionate about, yes, you're going to give me the time and you're going to sit down and listen to this Haitian woman. We are putting laws in place that I supposed to implement with local law enforcement. Immigration, yes. Guess what? It is a federal issue. And we need to let the federal officers do their job. If anything, we need to sit down and talk to them and see how the process, whether if it's working or not, let's come up with something, not that would hurt immigrants, but that would help immigrants. We forgot where we came from. Guess what? I will never forget where I come from. And I will always stand up to make sure that immigrants deserve and get the fair share in this United States of America. But the Republican wall of votes held strong on this one, and the immigration bill was passed by the House. The new legislation will take effect immediately with the governor's signature. After repeated unsuccessful attempts in recent years, controversial legislation that would eliminate permanent alimony has cleared the House and is on its way to the governor's office. Two parts of this legislation have gotten the attention of the Florida Bar, a 50-50 timeshare presumption and the elimination of permanent alimony on previous modifiable agreements. The family law section of the Florida Bar is asking Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to veto the bill because of those provisions. It says they will have a serious impact on existing and pending awards of alimony and affects court-ratified marital settlement agreements without cause. The Senate has taken up the Individual Freedom Bill, known to its critics as the Stop Woke Bill, which tries to limit discussion in schools and the workplace that might make people feel bad about themselves based on their cultural backgrounds. This is another bill pushed by the governor aimed at making sure critical race theory isn't taught in Florida schools, though there is no indication that it is. In some of the Q&A, Democrat Lori Berman made sure the origins of this legislation were put into the record as she questioned the bill's sponsor, Manny Diaz. Senator Diaz, how did you develop what I would call your six principles of individual freedom and your eight concepts that are forbidden of, or of employers or teachers to advance? Senator Diaz. Thank you, Mr. President. Going through our Constitution, going through our state statutes, going through all the documents, our, our founding documents, and working together with Representative Avila, who is my House sponsor and our staff. Senator Berman. Thank you, Mr. President. So are you aware that the language of these concepts is nearly identical to those promulgated in an executive order by President Trump on September 20th, 2020, um, as being off limits for federal contractors to inculcate in their employers? Senator Employee, Diaz. Employees, excuse I'm me. I'm sorry, Senator Berman, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Senator Diaz. Thank you, Mr. President. And I'm aware because it is listed in the staff analysis. Senator Berman. 
Thank you, Mr. President. Are you also aware that that executive order was enjoined by a federal court as being too vague for people to know that it was what was off limits and for chilling speech that's constitutionally protected? Senator Diaz. Thank you, Mr. President. I am not aware of that, but I don't, that does not apply to what we're doing here in protecting the individual rights of an individual in a classroom or at a workplace. Senator Berman. Thank you, Mr. President. How would this be any different as to vagueness or potentially chilling speech? Senator Diaz. Thank you, Mr. President. I believe that it's very clear into the, the standards that are listed there or the principles of individual that are freedom that are, that are listed there. And I would ask if anyone is opposed to any of these principles that are listed there. Senator Berman. Thank you, Mr. President. I don't think we're talking about being opposed to the principles. I think we're talking about the application being vague. Vague. So how would you answer that uh, issue? Senator Diaz. Thank you, Mr. President. I don't believe it to be vague to say that you cannot impose or mandate that a person or mandate that a person is guilty or responsible for something they didn't do just because of the group they belong to. Here's some of what's happening in Florida politics today. The Senate is scheduled to hold a floor session at 10 this morning. The House is scheduled to hold a floor session at 10.30. 15 minutes after the Senate floor session, the Senate Special Order Calendar Group will set a special order calendar that will list bills to be heard on the Senate floor. Also, the South Florida Water Management District Governing Board will meet in Lee County this morning. The Florida Supreme Court will release weekly opinions this morning at 11. The Northwest Florida Water Management District Governing Board will meet in Walton County. The Claims Committee of the Citizens Property Insurance Corporation Board of Governors is scheduled to meet. The Florida Gateway College Board of Trustees will meet this afternoon. State political candidates and committees face a Thursday deadline for filing reports showing finance activity through February 28th. And finally, another legislator has said his goodbyes. Republican Brian Avila's time in the House is coming to an end. And in his farewell remarks, he made sure that everyone knew how he came by his nickname, Moose. I, uh, I did want to make sure that I, um, that I slowed down sort of the evolution of the legend. Uh, that legend being the origins of my nickname. Right? I've had several members... Certainly throughout this session, throughout last session, certainly throughout my, my legislative career, asked me, why do they call you Moose? Now, I will give you a PG version for that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, unlike the Jagarundi, the Moose is real. While Batman has his signal, the moose has his antlers. <laughs> so usually you will see, uh, especially whenever I'm presenting a bill or talking uh, on the floor or even up at the rostrum, you'll have, you'll have several members that will throw up the antlers or start the, uh, as we did initially with the moose, moose sound. The reason, the reason for that is, you know, whenever in doubt, I always charge in. 
I, I've tackled the hardest, probably the toughest um, pieces of legislation you can imagine. I know Camille Brown, she's, smi she's smiling at me already. I had a, um, you know, a great friend, a, a terrific friend um, that ran for Congress and, and, and left this great body, that uh, Bobby DeBose, that told me, uh, Rev. Campbell, that told me that before he left this chamber, he would hope that he could vote for one of my bills. <laughs> and I told him very fondly, I said, Bobby, my wife and I don't agree on probably 60% of things, but I still love her, adore her, share with her, have two kids with her, will spend the rest of my, my days with her. And this process, if we agreed with each other 100% of the time, this wouldn't be the greatest country on earth. This wouldn't be the United States of America. Rep. Avila, Sunrise thanks you for your service. That's it for today's edition of Sunrise. I'm Craig Kopp. Join us again tomorrow as we do another daily dive into Florida politics.